clearly unaware of the plot, as Seronia had inadvertently hastened her own death, and in an ironic twist she was bludgeoned to death by the ship's oarsmen who mistook her for Agrippina. Though she survived Nero's death ship, Agrippina did not live for long. When he learned that she was still alive and likely to start making embarrassing speeches, Nero quickly dispatched three assassins to murder her. Reportedly, when the assassins arrived, Agrippina told them to strike at her womb first. Nero was supposedly beside himself at her funeral, though whether with grief or relief, it is hard to tell. His friends and advisors lavished him with praise for having finally rid himself of the constant threat his mother posed. But other threats would quickly rear themselves on the horizon, and not just against his person, but against Rome itself. In 60 AD, while the governor of Britannia, Gaius Paulinus, was besieging the island of Anglise, the southern tribes of Britain rebelled. Led by Boudicca of the Icenae, the tribes burned three major cities including Londonium, putting the fate of Roman Britannia severely at risk. Paulinus, however, was able to crush the uprising, and Boudicca killed herself rather than be taken prisoner. Nero, showing his customary gratitude, removed Paulinus from office after his victory out of fear that he was becoming too powerful. Britannia was safe, but another part of the empire quickly became endangered. This time, it was the client state of Armenia whose fate was in the balance. In 62 AD, hostilities once again flared up with Rome's age-old enemy, Parthia. Although Gnaeus Carbulo had suppressed a Parthian invasion on Nero's orders, war quickly escalated once more in 58 AD. This time because Tigranes, the puppet king installed by Nero in Armenia, invaded Parthian territory. Border hostilities quickly looked likely to escalate in all-out war, but Nero skillfully diffused the situation by ignoring his more jingoistic commanders and negotiating a peace deal, knowing budget issues were a serious concern. Nero succeeded in convincing the former Parthian-installed king of Armenia, Tiridides, to come to Rome and accept his crown from Nero's own hands in 63 AD, in a ceremony meant to show his subservience to Rome. This caused Nero's stock to rise significantly, especially in the east, since he had avoided Rome a costly war. 62 AD was a difficult year for Nero, not just because of the escalating Parthian crisis. Burrus, one of his most trusted advisors, died of disease that year, and Seneca was once more accused of embezzlement and forced to retire. Nero also finally divorced Octavia, putting an end to his, by all accounts, extremely unhappy marriage. In her place, Nero married Popia, who was carrying his child and divorced from Otho. Additionally, the Senate began to worry that Nero, who had made extravagant promises of giving them more power than during the Republican era, was actually engaged in subverting all of their power. Conspiracies began to spring up, and Nero put to death a number of important figures for treason between 62 and 63, including Marcus Antonius Paulus. Many were put to death without any particular rhyme or reason, or even public indictment. With most of the moderating influences for bad or for good gone from his life, Nero was fast degenerating from absolute ruler to all-out tyrant.